Hello and welcome to the Green Machine Live. I'm David, your host, and I'm joined by Nick on tonight's episode. No, Martin, because, well, he's still in the air and, like myself, very lucky that he got his flight back from Dublin. He's coming back to Blighty tonight. So, Nick, very welcome. Um, have we recovered from our 2-2 victory yesterday? Yeah, great 2-2 victory. Uh, Martin's going to take a while to recover, though, isn't he, after predicting the score and the team? Yeah, we're we're, we're never gonna we're never gonna hear the end of that. Um, now, now, can I just say I also predicted the team, but I predicted a nil nil victory. I predicted a two one victory actually for Ireland. But you did, did you see Martin? Did you see Martin yesterday? I should have got a snapshot of it where he's like, "Ma," to his mate, mate Mohammed, "Ma, ma, I got a roy, I got a roy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, it's alright. You can take the piss out of him because he you probably won't watch it. Um, yeah, when he's not when he's not here, it's fine to take the piss out of him. Send your hate tweets to Prendy Rebel. Prendy M. Prendy, you never get it. It's Prendy M. If we're going to do. We need to. We need to do it uh, correctly. All right. Well, let's have a look anyway of what we got coming up on tonight's program, which we've got up a little bit early. It's a bit cheeky, but we're always late anyway. But uh, Martin's not on it, and we're going up early. Nick mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Anyway, no right. coincidence there, no. None whatsoever. So tonight's show, we've got the post-match talk. That more of a chinwag, really. Robbie's contract woes. Um, <laughs> it just won't go away. Uh, Dublin airports, security issues, pile of shite if I say so myself. And a personal uh, vendetta for me is gotogate.com. That's notogate.com. And I'm going to explain later on. I thought I'd use my influence to sort of warn ah, people. come on. I know, I'm sorry. Ah, come on. <laughs> I fucking hate that word. Um, to basically tell, well, now to warn people off, you know, from going to a shit company like gotogate.com or Skyscanner. Avoid like to play. I'll, I'll explain all about that later on. Anyway, um, the rules are the same, bit of housekeeping. Uh, for those of you are good enough to join us on our Facebook page, Green Machine and Lanson Road, and of course, on the YouTube page, on the YouTube channel, the Lancer YouTube channel, um, the rules. Thank you, by the way. But also, uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your comments. And this is how serious I am about hearing your comments. That is how serious I am, Nick. Have your say. Leave a comment and get involved. I've made a banner. And yeah, tell us what you thought. Did you were you happy with the team? Were you at the game? Are you watching from another country? Uh, did you get to travel? Did something happen? You know, tell us about your experiences. Uh, did you meet any of uh, the ex-players? There's a lot of legends about, as there always is. Um, yeah, just, you know, we're going to talk about our experiences here. It's not just a game. It's, <laughs> it's the journey itself, Nick, isn't it? Yeah. When, um, and, and how you get to it. Our romantic stroll, Nick, we'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, it was lovely coffee and a bit of cheesecake from Nero and all that kind of good stuff as well. But yeah, we're going to go through all of that. Um, so yeah, let's... Yeah, the ball rolling. So for me, it was a personal, the a personal journey, I suppose. Nick finally getting back into the uh, media circle um, after <laughs> being turned down a lot, which I yeah, took gracefully. Yeah, you know. they, they did their best to keep you out, and rightly so. But like a bad Look, smell, they had to cave. They had to cave. <laughs> like a good fart, we always get through the denim. Right, let's have a, this is my view anyway. So this was the it was the same scenery game, of course, the the hundred anniversary, bit delayed, uh, but I suppose we'll let him away with it. But uh, here was my view yesterday.
that music was actually for me. Um, my re-entrance into the media arena. Uh, I don't know what the fiery stuff was about. Probably the team. Um, that actually was really... It's to symbolize your red hair, David. That's what it was. That hurts my feelings, Nick. And no, 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 I mean, no, had... it's just... no, 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 no. They, they pulled out all the stops for you. Absolutely, and so they should. They even got a free lunch back as well. But no, I must admit, it was great being back in there. Uh, I did miss my lasagna and chips. But uh, no, it was it was really good. They took care of us. Uh, even got to speak to my Holland. And I, I gave him a piece of my mind, Nick, in the media uh, room about taking my place on the podcast. I mean, Dave... Just... Dave. Matt Holland begged us to come on this show. I know he did. And and someone had to take the bullet, didn't they? Yeah. Well, when I spoke to him yesterday, you know, nice guy. Really nice guy, actually. Um, guy, there, yeah. there would have been a photograph, but I said to him, Matt, I can't. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, I'm a media professional now, so I can't do it. But um, he was very disappointed uh, with all yeah. of that. So, right. Back to the serious stuff. So, it was our official 100 game. Oh, I know what I forgot, Nick. You can see it going across the bottom. We want you to win a signed program uh, signed by um, Chiedzi Ogbeni. I probably butchered that name. I do apologize. Chidozi. Uh, Chidozi Ogbeni. Ogbeni. Jesus. And uh, Cuevin Callagher as well. So let's, I've done a little graphic for that. So here we are with a signed program. Chidozi Ogbeni and Cuevin Callagher. Simply like the GM or the Green Machine Facebook and Instagram page. And yeah. That's all you have to do, and you can win that sign program. I don't have it, Martin does. And hopefully he hasn't forgotten he's got it on the plane. And also, please, please, please feel free to subscribe to us, to all our platforms. We've got loads of our episodes. All of our episodes, not even loads, but we're on loads of platforms. We're on Google um, Podcasts. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. You name it, we're on there. We even have our very... On website, greenmachinepodcast.com. All the episodes are on there. We're talking about um, an audio version of this, actually. So once we're done, if if, will... if you don't want to pay, if you don't want to pay for your podcast, go to thegreenmachinepodcast.com. You can listen to it there. Yeah. You can just listen to us there as well. And we've got a ton ton of episodes. We got uh, the manager series, the gaffer series. We even have the Matt Holland um, uh, special appearance. Actually, really nice guy. And just delighted to have him on board, and uh, but not the expense of me, just saying. So, well, um, remains to be seen, Dave. Remains to be seen. Yeah. So, as always, please follow us on the on the Facebook page, GM Podcast. Uh, please follow Lancerno.ie as well. Um, you lovely, lovely people, and please go on the website GreenMachinePodcast.com. And yes, that competition just like um, the Facebook and the Instagram page, and we will announce the winner at eight PM tomorrow. Nick will. Have you got a special little hat? And you're going to wear like a little bunny outfit? And I think so. I think so, yeah, yeah. John, uh, um, manufactured by Jonathan Courtney, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're not making friends. and We're not making friends in the right places. See, that's the beauty yeah. of Lansing Road. And that's the beauty of, um, I suppose, Green Machine Podcast. We don't really suck up to a lot of people. Other than Stephen Genny. As well, we kind of have our say, um, but I'm sure that's why y'all love us. I see some of the comments coming in there, guys. Please, please keep them coming in. Uh, we will read them out um, as we go along, and we will answer any questions you guys have. Just say what you want. We don't care. We're live. We, we're not going to censure you unless it's it really would have to be stupid um, and <laughs> probably legal matter for us to do. But keep your comments coming in, and yeah, let's get into it. So, Nick, hundreds. 
the centenary game as I got the program there, Ireland against the world number one Belgium team. A good result. Um, but I think it's fair to say that the first half an hour we were brutal. We we were really outclassed for the for, for the first thirty five minutes. It was frantic, brutal. I don't know. I think I think a couple of players like they took a bit of time to grow into it, didn't they? But you could see the pressure. I mean, the pressure was there from from the first minute. I think like we played a played a very very good pressing game. Um, like said, Jason Knight took a while to grow into it, but when he did, he's one of the best players on the pitch. I thought. Um, a couple Jeffrey? of weak links, yeah, a couple of weak links in the first half. Like I thought, James McLean was brutal, and he got. I'm looking at all, like I look, I look at all the player ratings on different websites and stuff. He's getting seven and eight out of ten. Um, no, he he's the weak link in that team. But look, he had he had some good moments. The pressure he put on was was very very good, but. You know, he, he made some very poor decisions defensively McLean. throughout the game. Yeah, I, I thought he was very good. Actually, I I, I thought yeah. um, you know like <laughs> and we hear the groans already. Uh, no, I mean I, I thought McLean was very good. I thought uh, yeah, he, McLean is limited. You know, we know his limitations. It's it's it's, it's 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 his decision making. It's his decision making. But I mean, his delivery is excellent, isn't it? His delivery is excellent, and he 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 flies into things. But there was a lot of things he flew into that he didn't come out with the ball, and 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 that's what you need. But but he's. He's playing. He's a different player under Stephen Kenny. But but as I said, the likes of Jason Knight, he took a while to grow into the game. When he did, he was excellent. Um, John Egan, Jesus, I mean, he was all over the pitch, wasn't he? He's a centre half, and he was he was all over the pitch. But I think, look, it was frantic. It was frantic for a while, and you know that Belgium team zipped it around very very nicely. But the the pressure, the pressure was there from the first minute, and and I think sometimes when you play a very high pressing game, it, things do get frantic, don't they? I, um, brutal, brutal. I don't know, no, um, I, but but it was it was a tough start. It was a tough start. I, I thought it was very poor. Um, I thought there were we had that very early uh, chance. It was a lovely ball in over by uh, Jeffrey. Who I thought had Jeff Henrik thought really really changed as a player. I mm-hmm. thought he was quite good actually last night uh, or yesterday evening. But other than that, I thought they just toyed with us. They never got out of the. They never got out of second gear. We couldn't. They didn't have to, and we couldn't. They they just didn't have to. And it, I thought, it, 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 it wasn't an enthusiastic performance by Belgium whatsoever, and and I think no, we're, 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 right, we're yeah we're right to celebrate this result, but but we have to look. I'm always quite negative, am I? Negative Nick, I suppose, but you know we 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 have to contextualize it as well. And you know they they were very uh, you know they they didn't hit second gear, did they? No, but to be fair, I mean, and, and the crowd was a bit flat at the beginning. Um, the atmosphere got really grew into it as, yeah. as the game went on and our performance improved. But I just thought the first 30 minutes, uh, first 35 minutes up until the first goal, um, our first goal, I thought we were really poor. They cut us yeah. open. And Seamus Coleman, is he finished in an Ireland shirt? Because I don't think he's going to get it. I don't think he can, if he yeah. wants to, you know, I've seen a few comments here and we will get to those comments, by the way, please keep them coming in um, about you start our strongest 11. Seamus Coleman, um, in, in in a back three, I know. Look, I I think for years, like well before Stephen Kenny was manager, I think it was actually when Kyle Walker started playing that position in the World Cup. A lot of people were saying, "Well, that there's a position for Seamus Coleman," and it, it was very much a romanticized idea for a long time, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he, he he never got a twist there. But Seamus Coleman's best game for Ireland, in my opinion, anyway, in the last twelve months, was against Portugal as a right wing back. And people will say, look, he's, he hasn't got the pace. He hasn't got the mobility now to, to do that. But I thought he was excellent uh, excellent against Portugal. And then Matt Doherty played off the left, didn't he? You know? 
<laughs> I don't hate. I don't hate. You McLean. fucking do. I've done nothing but praise him this season. I praise him every bloody <laughs> week on our, on our boys in green. Every Monday, I am praising James link. McLean. You said he was a weak link. But he is like there. There's I can like I can I, I can I can I can like a player and still say he's a weak link. Look at Kieran Clark. <laughs> I don't yeah, hate I mean, him. That, I don't hate him. Every 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 Monday, I am praising James McLean on our Tom, on, on the Our Boys and Green show. I I absolutely I absolutely agree with Colin there. Um, <laughs> you you fucking hate McLean. You John Walters. Hey McLean. Look like no. <laughs> I thought Seamus Coleman, a very erratic performance, and you cannot have an erratic performance not at a back three, and I was very, very worried about that. Um, obviously, the like, I had a fantastic view of it, to be fair, and uh, I wasn't on the jolly, by the way, as I'm probably sure some people in the Paris of B were a bit worried that, you know, I just, he's just looking for a free ticket. I had... I bought my season ticket actually before the game, so before I got the media accreditation. So I was taking up. You didn't go full Henry Sellers. I'll I'll ask you this one, David, though, just on on Coleman. If Andrew Omobamadele's fit, because he played in that right hand side, didn't he? The right hand side, the back three Mm. against uh, Serbia. Mm. So if Andrew Omobamadele's fit, who do you have in there? Coleman or or Omobamadele? Oh, uh, Omobamadele. I know that's going to be controversial. Yes, I said it. Um, I'd have Oma in there over. He was at the game last night. I actually walked past him. You bumped into him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I yeah. saw him. <laughs> he didn't go up to go, hey, Harry, I love se- your 70, 70 yards away, but he can uh, say you bumped oh, into no. him. He literally, you cheeky fucker. He literally walked past me when, when I was making my way around to the press area. Um, I, I would have him over there because he is the future. Now, I want Seamus Coleman in around that squad because he's a lovely fella. He's a great leader. He's a, you know, you see... You know, you you know when you kind of look at some people and you go, "How? Uh, why is he captain?" You know, and you'd have the very obvious ones, such as Roy Keane, for example. You know, you yeah. see why he's captain. He's on the pitch, he's screaming at players, and you go, "Wow, yeah, you know, he's a leader." But then you'll have the you know the the captain. Well, although Seamus does that, to be fair, sometimes, but only when provoked. But you see a lot of his stuff's in the dressing room, isn't it? And you know, it's the arm on the shoulder. I think when he brought in when Basnu uh, right to the squad for the uh, Luxembourg game. Yeah, you know, he went up to him, and he's like, "Oh, I hear you smashing." You know, they were doing. Yeah, um, and I say, actually, I, I say, he's constantly doing that. But, but yeah, you hear him if, if you're I at games. Yeah, if you're at games and you're you're near the pitch, you you, you hear him. You see how vocal he is. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I look. He 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 was done for the goal, wasn't he? But very look, poor. if you have, if you have a back three, and we have whatever seven or eight center halves. It's very hard to, it's very hard to look past on Bamadele when he's in form, isn't he? Because like he he played that same role. He played in the right hand side. And he was excellent. Daryl Shea's a great player, but he's not he's not really back yet. He's, he's not fully. I know he's in the squad, but he's not fully fit. And then yeah. Len- Lenahan plays on the right hand side of a back three. Jimmy Dunn could probably play in there as well. So I don't know. Like I don't. I, I wouldn't say he's done. I think he's. I think he's certainly a player that has to be in the squad. He's still the the, the captain. He's he's not a starter. Uh, he's a leader. You know, he's not just yeah. a captain. He's a leader. Like you have you've had some players that were captains, but he yeah. is a leader. Didn't think you he know? was. I didn't think he was uh, atrocious per se yesterday. Man, he was. I thought. I mean, it was a Shane Duffy ball, wasn't he? Pumped yeah. and they intercepted. And I remember. I remember when I looked at it because it was. On the pitch, you know, I was looking down and went, "Oh, we're in trouble here." You, you know, you just know. Oh, well, 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 when a player like and and it probably didn't do. I I watched the game back this morning, and it probably doesn't do it justice on the TV. But the pace that uh, Batshuayi is is traveling at, you know, Coleman's going to struggle against those kind of players. And I mean, Omo Bamadeli, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not saying he stops that, but he probably keeps up with him. He probably keeps toe to toe with him. So it's a difficult one. He's 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 going to be in the squad. I don't think he, he's done, but you can see he's struggling with Everton. He's really really struggling with Everton, and he's well, he's kind of Everton yeah, shite. <laughs> yeah, but he's playing, sorry he, Everton fans. He, he kind of switches from right wing back to to right centre half with them though, doesn't he? So it, it's a difficult one. I mean, is he is he is he mobile enough, and is he? Is he still up to playing as a right wing back? Because that's probably his best position where he's able to get forward. Certainly isn't. Yeah, it's 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 hard to know. It's 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 a difficult one. I, I don't know. If Ombamadele was was there, I I probably would have been starting him. But against a team like Belgium, I know it was their 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 second string, let's say. But I think you still have to start him. You need experience in games like that. I don't. I, I don't agree with that because what, what experience or just. That you need it doesn't have like yeah experience can help but it doesn't have to be the the go-to thing like no we need experience here sometimes that youthful endeavor you know like bazunu um like amabama delhi against portugal mm. you, you know in, in a qualifier showed us what, what you can do and sometimes when you have an old pro like coleman and look you know and he was at cost for the first goal and the second one if that ball wasn't going in in you know, it's not an own goal because the ball was headed in towards the direction of the goal, but it was an yeah. own goal essentially by Coleman. So he was at fault for two to go. Well, not at fault, maybe second, just second, second one's harsh. Second one's harsh. Second the one's first harsh. one, no, even the first yeah. one, like but Bashwai, Bashwai just does them. Like, I mean, that's um, yeah, but it's great. You need more. I mean, but you, but you need more from your um, um, you, you need more from your from your setup. You can't have like if you got if you're up against players with pace, and yeah. if you can combat that with. Football intelligence, and I'm not having. A, I don't. But, have you, a but 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 David, let's play devil's advocate here. You can say the same for McLean. He got done a few times last night. That's just, I'm just saying, he did get done a few times last yeah, night. Yeah, but he's a he's a wing completely, back. Completely cut out of position a few times. Yeah, but and now you know. now he's a winger, like he and he's playing on the wing yeah. for Wigan. So I don't I don't fully, I don't fully blame him because that's not his natural position, is it? But he no. he's been done a few times. So on that logic, are you getting rid of McLean as well? Or do you need his experience? Do you need, do you need, do you need, do you need the character that that? Do you need what he brings to the pitch and the, the presence he brings as well? So, yeah, but you it, know, it's 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 a similar it's a similar situation, really. No, the difference is though with, with Coleman. I mean, he he's you know he's part of the back three. So if, if he gets done, you know, if, if McLean gets done, you rely on on the guy behind him to cover him. Like if Coleman gets yeah. done, and you know he's up against the guy with pace, you know he's not having the best of games, you know, and he's not a natural defender. He's not. He's he's he, he is more the attacking wing back style, the mm. more modern, you know, fullback or whatever. Now it's a wing back, you know. Then I think he is a bit of a liability. And he and by the way, I must prove he is a li- He was a liability last night. Now he did. There were elements of his game that were quite good last night. It was just after the forty-six minute where he intercepted the ball and he just launched into it and we really should have scored from that. I think McLean and uh, Robinson really really should have done better there. But it was funny the crowd. Didn't get going um, until really this came up on the monitor. <laughs> Do- double whammy. Double whammy, yeah. yeah. Henri and uh, Anthony Barry there. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that was another thing we must you know. Yes, people will look at this and go, ah, oh, yeah, but it's Belgium second string side. And yes, it was. But, you know, well, that, you that, do- second, that second string side is still excellent. Still a very good side, uh, yeah. very handy. And also, you've got your former guy, Anthony Barry, working for the opposition. Yeah. And they know all your tricks. Why? Because he's the one that wrote all those tricks. So we probably won't it, see the effect of John Eustace just yet. It's interesting they scored off a set piece, isn't it? I mean, considering yeah. that, that that's his, his forte, isn't it? Yeah. 
So an interesting one. So let's have a look at the stats from last night anyway. So this is from the BBC. Uh, so 36% possession at home we had against Belgium. Not great. But we had 11 shots to their seven, four on target to their two, uh, six corners to their two, and we had 10 fouls to their 11. So, okay, the possession. But, you know, the possession isn't really the be-all and end-all. I know some people might be sitting at home going, well, hold on a second, you know, you slaughter us for the whole, if we we, we had that against Georgia, well, yeah, because that's Georgia. But if you're being efficient in your football, and the fact we had 11 shots with little possession will show you that we were quite efficient. I probably could have won the game, I think, in the end. I yeah. mean, the first, the, the first goal, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself here, that we got was, I mean, I, also another one, Kenny, or Ken. No, he's probably Kenny now again, isn't he? Because we're doing all right. Kenneth. Kenneth. He was at home watching it, and he said Keller was caught a bit flat-footed. Um, For the first goal? Yeah. I'd have, I don't know, maybe a bit harsh. That's it. It's a great strike. A couple of people saying Bizzuna would get that, but you, you don't know. You don't know. It's a great strike. It's 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 a great goal, I think. Yeah. Like the as I said, it doesn't do it justice on the telly. Like the pace he's traveling at the ball with, like it, it looked dangerous. And I mean to to if get the ball out it, of his feet so quickly is, is is a skill in itself, isn't it? I think it's one of those. If he saves it, it's a wonder save. But you know, yeah. and and you, you've seen them save, but is it? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's a bit harsh. I think Kenny's been a bit. Sorry, Kenneth has been a bit unfair. Um, and then of course, yeah. The, I mean, I thought the crowd was quite dead. They didn't have a lot to cheer for. To be fair yeah. to the crowd. And so a lot, then, lot of empty, a lot of empty seats. I think this whole it was nearly a sellout was a bit of a publicity stunt, to be honest. Oh. This, I was this, I was disappointed with the crowd, to be honest. I was a little bit oh, dis- yeah, not, 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 not the atmosphere, just the the attendance. It's uh, like I'm still Jesus. I mean, this is a maybe an argument for a different day, but like I'm still not sold on the the Aviva, the Aviva. Was it forty eight thousand people out of though? Well, so they say, but I mean, like if you look at say the premium sections. Like very few people, and most most of the people in the premium sections, I think the Ireland under twenty ones were taking up a section of it, weren't they? <laughs> you know, so and there was a lot of tickets on sale, a lot of tickets on sale um, yesterday morning, and there was a lot of tickets that were getting put up for sale by fans on different forums and, and that kind of thing, and a lot yeah, of competitions big, going. So why big had one, didn't they? With, yeah. um, if you bought a thing for the uh, Ukrainian game, yeah. So I think I think there I think there's a bit of propaganda with the with the ticket sales and that that kind of thing. Well, they probably did, yeah, because I mean they they said attendance, didn't they? And attendance and tickets sold are two completely different things. Where I think, yeah. for example, the Emirates would be sold out because of all the um, season tickets, but like doesn't mean they've come through the door, kind of thing. You know, there there is that little way it's to a, it's a it's a like. I mean, apart from the singing section, you're you're never going to get a incredible atmosphere at, at the Aviva. No. A, that might that might be a very unpopular thing to say, but I mean, not miss, on a Saturday I, I, evening. I, yeah, yeah, on a oh, Friday no, even, night when the half best hit. the best atmosphere that I've been at was probably Germany. Germany one nil, and the Bosnia Bosnia playoff as well was very good. But there's been none. There there, there hasn't been many games that I've been to football matches now where the the atmosphere has been constantly electric apart from the singing section if you're in the singing section it's 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 constant goal but apart from that it's it's not it's not the way it used to be um, no no i mean it's, it's different like people going in half drunk and you know and all this kind of stuff like you know it, yeah. society has changed a little bit but no i thought the singing section were in good voice last night excellent you know? yeah excellent as, as always were, yeah as always um that's where my season ticket is actually and um, you know they were singing for Stephen Kenny for the whole match, weren't they? It was only one yeah. Stephen Kenny, which is lovely to hear. But 
it was encouraging after the, the 30 minute mark and they came up on the screen and the crowds started to get into it a little bit and then we did actually provide a little we did have a little bit of quality just before the goal before the um we got a goal and the goal we got was lovely i think robinson in with the with the cross it was a useful cross it wasn't the cleanest of cross and to his credit to his credit mclean puts a great ball in and um, he kind of responds yeah. well but puts a lovely measure ball in to yep. to robinson just before so i'll get i'll give him credit for that there, there we go. Yeah. And then uh, Ogbeni did really well and a lovely finish. Uh, Ogbeni, yeah. But he, he, even he, even in the build of that, Dave, I mean, we had these excellent spells, didn't we? We just had these excellent attacking spells. We were just we were just throwing everything at them. And when when have we seen that in the last ten years? Certainly against a team like Belgium. Like say what you want about the who was playing and so on. That's still an excellent Belgium side. But in the last ten years, how many times have we seen? these spells of just onslaughts with decent chances. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Ray makes a very good point. Uh, I know he had, only had 35% possession. I can't remember any young balls in the whole game. Apart, no, from, the, the, apart from the second goal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there, there's long balls and, you know, it's like the Lionel Hutz, isn't it? There's long balls and there's long balls. And, yeah. you know, good for, as Johnny Giles said, in Euro 92, I can remember this, it's on, it was on YouTube somewhere, when Sweden uh, beat, knocked England out of the Euro 92. And he said that long balls can be part of good football if they're useful and they're efficient and they're with a purpose. Liverpool, for example, play long yeah. balls. You, 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 you pick and choose it. Same as Leicester yeah, when they won the league. A lot yeah. of long balls, but you pick and you pick and choose when you use a long ball. Yeah, if you're just pumping them into corners yeah. and bomb, you know, bombs away like, kind of approach. Like you've you two examples yesterday. You've, you've Shane Duffy hitting a long ball that ends up with Belgium scoring. Yeah, and then Jesus, who hit the long ball for Ogbeni? In the or not uh, was it Ogbeni and then he flicked it to Doherty the, the, just before the goal we we hit yeah. a long ball and we score off the end of it so there's two examples of long balls but as I said like I just said they Liverpool they pick and choose when to use the long ball Leicester when they won the league a lot of their a lot of their goals were long balls over the top to uh, Okazaki and um, Jamie Vardy so there's a place for it when it's appropriate but. If you look at our football under the last 10 years, Martin O'Neill, um, I think Mick tried to phase it out but didn't really do it. And and Trapattoni, of course, it's it's hitting hope. It's not it's not um it's not effective long balls. Look at Sa- when Sam Allardyce got the Newcastle job, didn't he do like a two hour presentation on the statistics of the success of long balls? What what are they called? Um Pomo. what's the what's the term called? The Pomo. um No, no, the chances maximum. Yeah. Oh, Positions so, of maximum um Destruction, is it? No, Pomo. Uh, positions of maximum opportunity. Yeah, or that's the one. Like that. Yeah, I thought it was of, of maximum but, destruction. But that, that, but that, that was that was the Jack Charlton thing. That was yeah. that, that goes back to the seventies and eighties, and that was the Lily Shaw uh, Academy thing, like the Pomo thing. I'm Eamon Dunphy writes about it, um, as well. Is it the Rocky Road, or he writes about it in a, in his um. He writes about something else. Well, so it, it is an old thing and it does work, but it, it'll only get you so far, you know, if you've got limited. But what I am liking at the moment now um, is that, and I think this is going to benefit us, and we are going to get to the comments soon. Sorry. Um, please keep them coming in, by the way. We've got a load to, to get through there. Um, is that we're now starting to see Ireland play a different brand of football. And it's good. And now that should hopefully encourage. I think there was. The, I think the manager Stuckart was at the game. I heard somewhere. So you don't know who's looking at. Maybe the opposition. Maybe someone from us. But you, you know, if you see someone like Josh Cullen, who's doing really well, I'll, I'll, 
Josh Cullen wasn't great for me. Yes, I think he got bullied. I think they kicked him out of the game a little bit. But you know, that's yeah. if you're in that role, you 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 got to pull it up. That you got to be strong. I do like Josh Cullen. Uh, I my only criticism of him, I don't think his distribution is quick enough. You know, he needs to be quicker with that releasing that ball. But he is a really good player. Um, but now you're having players um, like Festy, Abuselli, going to Adnazi, Heffernan, uh, Zeffi, all these guys. So now we're starting to see, you know, these guys going abroad and, and we're losing that stench of, oh, it's just the British side, you know. They're, you know, we still hear it from the off manager who was just trying well, to... Well, we only, heard it, we only heard it last week, didn't we? Um, yeah. Is can't that which one, I can't remember which one of the Belgians said it. Was it Tielemans? Yeah, Tielemans had said that. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, it's just... Either he hasn't done his homework, he's just trying to boil a bit of piss, you know, yeah. in the Irish camp. You know, you know, just play a bit of mind games. There. But we're starting to see this now, and it's only going to make us better. And, and we're hopefully going to have a reputation in Ireland. You know, we're not, we don't play the British style anymore, the old Pomo. We're playing proper good football, and that's only going to improve our players, I think, going forward. But for the second goal, I mean, we'll, we'll move off the game now in a minute. Um, but at the top of the second goal, Ebiselli, our second goal, he, he not Ebiselli, um, Abani, he, he did ever so well. I mean, what a beautiful crossing as well. Like he whipped it in with authority and it was mm-hmm. lovely. It was just watching it again there and he hit it and half a header on that and it's going in. It was just, it was a yeah. perfect ball in. Great header, yeah. Ogbeni, Ogbeni has to be, I think uh, he is our new Ray Houghton. He, it's his third goal in six games. He just seems to do it, doesn't he? Uh, at the most important times, like you, you, you'd fancy him whether starting or on the bench to do yeah. something. Wouldn't you? He just gets into these opposite these um he just he just knows where to be, doesn't he, at the at the right time. And he's playing as a wing back, isn't he? For yeah, his club a, in, in League yeah. One. And he was, I was almost I was almost thinking, like, is he like say you look at say the I, I it was because I was watching the Belgian team and I saw Torgan Hazard playing off the left, left wing back. And he's yellow a right pack. footer. Yellow yeah. pack hazard. Yeah, but he's a he's a left footer and he plays much further up for, for Dortmund, doesn't he? Or whoever he plays for at the moment. And I was thinking Yeah. I was thinking, imagine Ogbeni off the left, but but this is his best position. Like this is this is where he's effective. And like as you said, Dave, like he things look like they're gonna happen when they're there. Like the first few times I saw Ogbeni, I thought he was absolutely headless. And I, I've seen him play League of Ireland and I thought the same. I was like, This guy has no end product. But he's clearly worked on that. Like he's he's clearly thriving at Rotherham. And Anytime the ball got near him, he was doing something intelligent or, or, or he was keeping possession. And the amount of fouls he got, it's a couple of he, he was unlucky not to get. But even that that cross, to get to the ball, to keep it in play, because, I mean, Doherty overhits that pass, doesn't he? And just, just to get there, to have the pace to get there. And then the, you know, the composure to put the to put the ball in. I mean, to actually get the cross. And I mean, it's first of all, it's a very accurate cross. But also the calmness. There's no nothing rush. He's not trying to force it off the player to get the corner. It's just intelligent stuff. Great header, by the way, Alan Brown. Your mate, another one. My mate, yeah. Go on, t- t- tell us about how he's not a Premier League player. <laughs> ah, look, he, look, he's, he's no, no, no. He's come on, Nick. Let's hear it. You're always going on about it. Let's Brown, hear it Brown, Brown doesn't do enough um, <laughs> over 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 ninety minutes. But you can see, but you can see last night. Stephen Kenny, when he when he got the job, he he emphasized how important Alan Brown was for the goals he scores because he pops up like that. Like the, the Serbia game was similar, wasn't it? it? Popped up with a header, and he scored. Do you remember a few years ago he scored an excellent goal against against New Zealand? So on the ball and his passing and you know being able to control a game, he 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 he's not he, he doesn't have that. But 
if you're trailing like we were with whatever 15 20 minutes to go the likelihood is he's going to get into the box and he's going to he's going to get a couple of chances isn't he he nearly scored against Slovakia didn't he in the playoff mm. so he he gets into the as a as a midfielder he gets into these positions where he can get goals and, and one season he scored 16 17 goals so so that's i mean off the bench chasing a goal for sure you you, you have Alan Brown in there but you don't you don't have him in there from the start he's he's not okay. good for that fair enough well it was a very hearty result. Seven games undefeated. And I must admit, even around the ground, there was a bit of a... When I eventually left, because I was, I was in the media section, so I didn't go out with the rest of the crowd, with the, with the rest of the public, the rest of the ordinary people, Nick, like yourself. Yeah, you're very um, important now, Dave. Very I'm, important I'm now. Very, very important. Uh, I, went, <laughs> I went to a house party last night. And um, my mate, Frank, if he's listening, how are you, Frank? Uh, he was given out to me because I was I was wearing my lanyard at the party. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> but I wasn't. Of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't want to lose the fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? But he's like, oh, you look like John McClane in Die Hard Three. He actually sent me a picture. He's going, I'm going to get someone to Photoshop your face on the Die Hards with the You know, where he's going around with the the police thing anyway. Um, but yeah, it seemed like a good, uh, really good atmosphere. And you, you know, there is something. I think there's something special happening here. I think people are happy. Oh, you know, look, I mean, I mean, look at the team we put out yesterday and you have, we know how good Jason Knight is, but you have a Derby County player and you have a Rotherham United player and yeah. there are two of the standout, standout players on the pitch. And and that doesn't come from, to an extent, it comes from individuality, doesn't it? But that that is coming from Stephen Kenny. I mean, imagine imagine those two lads under under Martin O'Neill. Like, like Benny would be headless. Um, They'd probably put him Knight, in the Knight would go missing. So I mean, yeah, and and they're good players. I'm not saying they're they're not good players, but I think under under a Ireland manager with very little instruction, I think those two lads struggle. But you know, Stephen Kenny, Stephen Kenny has gotten to them lads, and 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 he's shown an interest in them. And I saw an article this morning where he was saying, look, Ogbeni's best position is on the right wing, not as a not as a wing back. It's on the right wing. Yeah, and and you can you can see that he believes in them. Now whether these lads replicate that. I mean, like Benny's doing excellently, but but let's say he goes into the championship with Rotherham and he can replicate that or get a, get a move to a bigger team. That remains to be seen. But the, the thing is, you could bring, I honestly think you could bring a League Two player. Um, Who have we got playing in League Two? I don't even know. But you could bring a League Two player into, into that Ireland team and they would be a better player under Stephen Kenny, I think. Daryl Connor, I got a lanyard from one game I done in the media and I kept it on also, so I'm not a feeling of slanging David. Good man, Thank you, Darryl. Darryl. It's 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 power. It's power, you know. Ah, you have to make the most of these things. I walked to make the most of these things. I walked into a party with a chick magnet. <laughs> anyway, right. And um, we're gonna go through the comments for the games, and then we're gonna move on to another section. And I want to hear your comments on our other sections as well. Um, for you guys that are out there listening in internet land. So thank you so much for this. So Daryl O'Connell, story lads, good form after that. That's what we want to hear, Daryl. Uh, calm evening, lads. I didn't make it last night or on last night. Decent enough performance for Ireland. It was a shame Gallagher didn't have more to do and he had no chance to go. So that's true. We didn't really have a lot to yeah. do. Um, to it's, 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 it's a shame though he hadn't conceded a goal for us, hadn't he? Not so. It's, it's a shame that that was broken. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have a huge amount. Of, there was one cross he came out very, very far and he, he claimed it well. He did, um, yeah. In the second yeah, half, yeah. yeah, he was excellent. But no, he, he's very confident. Yeah, go go with his feet. I mean, Jesus is his um, penalty. Re- really go with his feet. Yeah, his penalty. Uh, Michael Bank, great result. Yes, it is. Ireland to win the World Cup. Kevin, love it. We want that enthusiasm. I want to hear more of that. 
Uh, Stephen Ray, incredible atmosphere last night. First night of my new seat for the year, and my voice still isn't back. I can't remember the fans loving an Ireland manager like this in a long time. I totally agree with you, Stephen. Um, they were singing his name all through, and they really were. I know I get a lot of, a lot of stick for uh, blowing the horn of Stephen Kenny and other things, I've been told. Uh, John O'Mahony, I want Ireland where football or rugby, uh, I get um, hollered Emo. box, wherever. Emotional. Yeah, uh, rugby, I get, oh, sorry, I want Ireland where football or rugby, I get emotional, uh, the box. Okay. Um, hope you're all right, John. <laughs> Apart from the goalkeeper, is that now Stephen Kenny's first choice? 11 going forward, compared to matches. Also, listen to the Roy King Gaffer podcast today. It was really good. Congrats, Michelle. Thank you, Paul. Um, we do appreciate it. Probably you. That, well, that, that, that's it. Yeah, no, that's it. I, I, I don't like, I don't like Robinson as a center forward. I'd like to see him maybe playing off the left. And I maybe, to be honest, I, I kind of wish we were playing a, a, a three, five, two. Um, with kind of Knight on the left of a midfield yeah. three and, and Ogbeni and Robinson up front. I don't know. Like, I mean, who do you take out, though? Like, out of that team last night, who do you take out? I know I'm slagging McLean, but, but but who else do we have? Coleman. Coleman. Maybe, like, maybe Omobamadele for, for Coleman, mm. possibly. But I still think he's I, th- I still think he's in our strongest 11. Okay. You know. Um, let's move on. Colin, just a reminder again how much you hate James McLean. Uh, Walter is just saying... <laughs> Uh, Daryl Conn, McLean done all right for me. Let us down taking set pieces, though. Cullen's corners look more threatening. That's a fair point. Kieran Boyle, a couple of things. Decent performance. Ogbeni is a star in the making. McLean as well. Pass it. All blood and thunder. Coleman should be phased out, too. 34% possession. Overall, it's not great against a Belgian B team. Still making basic errors at the back for the goals. If we don't find some regular score, we won't progress much. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean that 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 Belgium Rain team. Was zipping... Kieran, eh? Yeah, no, no, that Belgium team were zipping it around very well. I thought I thought they were excellent. Um, you know, I, but but they but they were they weren't enthusiastic, but they were they were a very slick looking team. So I, I don't think it, it's the style of football you, they play, isn't it? Yeah, but but it's the spell. You, you have to look past the possession. You have to look at the spells of play as well. And there were spells where we were just attack, 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 attack. Yeah. So that's what that's what we have to look at. I think. Fair. Paul Cullerton, hopefully you get to see Mark Sykes make his debut on Tuesday against Lithuania. Be the first Belfast lad to play senior international football for the Republic uh, of Ireland. I don't want to say the Republic. I'll get shot for that. And apparently 76 years. I don't know how true it is, but Paul, yeah. No, that's no, true. Spot on, yeah. 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 We, we want to, that's what we want to see. We want to see a representation from all over the island. Stephen Ring, if I'm about Delhi is fit, I would play him. But Coleman right wing back and Doherty left wing back. It has worked. Uh, Doherty, I remember, had an excellent game against the Portuguese. And he's in fine form as well. So if we're going to play Coleman, yeah, right wing back. I, I'd go with that. Absolutely. Paul Cullerton also, hopefully, Conor Rowan makes his senior debut too. He was very impressive for Stephen Kenny when he was on the 21s manager. There's a fair argument no. to say he's Kenny's best player in the 21s. Not in the match day squad last night. So I'm hoping he gets a twist against Lithuania. He, he's I, a, he's, in a, he's better than Mark Sykes. I'll put it that way. I mean, Sykes is a good player, but, but Ronan, Ronan could play the role that um, Jason Knight played, except I actually think he could do it better. So like what I'd have like if you're looking at the Lithuania game, I actually don't think Ron is going to be in the in the Mashe squad on on Tuesday. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't well, think he's going to be in the like, Mashe squad. But, but you'd, you'd like have to... what I'd have is I'd have Knight in for Hendrick, and I'd have Ronan kind of as the number ten or off the left, kind of like um, hmm. kind of like where Knight was playing yesterday. That's what I'd have. He's he's <laughs> excellent, Ronan. He's really really good. 
you'd, you'd like, I mean, he's on form. He's banging the goals in. You know, people are going on about Jeremy Grana getting in and who hasn't played and probably won't play. And he's in League One no. uh, and he's not playing. But you'd like to think the caveat for Ronan was, look, you won't be in the squad, but we're gonna we're gonna play you in the next one. You'd like to yeah. think maybe I don't. know. I hope so. Like I, 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 he's one of those players that we we need in there, and that that would do very well in under Kenny, I think. Absolutely, Paul Cullerton again. Cheers for show. Um, there was very little in terms of media coverage after the match last night. Unbelievable to think RT had no show. Podcast of Twitter Spaces after the game, but thankfully we have you. Thank you very much, Paul. That is genuine money. What we're here for. We. I'm gonna gonna break my arm again, patting ourselves on the back, but uh, that's what we're about, lads. We want to get your opinion out there we want to hear from you and we don't work for the fbi um we don't we're not affiliated with any players and we it's just we're just opinion we're fans like you you know and that that is really it so thank you very much paul jelly money makes it worth uh doing kieran boyle and get rid of one road to fuck <laughs> couldn't agree more with you kieran adidas what's wrong with Adidas? i mean yeah yeah and, and show the other one yeah the yeah, other one state that crest look at the state ah. State of that crest. That that is that 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 crest was perfection and it's been ruined. Sorry, but that's you just the we will you vandalize the Mona Lisa. We'll always be with Umbro. Like well, that's that's I just the way it, that's just I'm the sure way it is. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> Come, I don't mind Umbro, but a kaleidoscope training top was brutal. Oh awful column. <laughs> the fields columns about the fields of Ireland and all it this. was like seeing it yesterday. It, it's it's bad. It's bad. It, it looked like something. Some people like it. Martin, Martin probably bought it all. Well, he buys everything, doesn't he? He'd be showing yeah. me. You showing my Holland all his jerseys the other day. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I got this hair. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Martin. We love you. And we got a comment from there actually. Uh, Kevin Dunn uh, replied to Calm um, and had an indirect shot cleared off the line by Denier. That's right. We did actually. Yep. That was the. Uh, that was it's yeah, a, oh, it's a poor shot from him too. Uh, maybe he's pa- he could have been passing it actually. Um, Robinson doesn't really react, does he? It kind of comes off his heel a bit, but no, I mean, McLean completely scuffs that. Completely scuffs that. <sighs> Seen Ring, I know uh, we, we've read this one out. We'll read it again. Very fair point. Only had 35 possessions. This is from Stephen Ring, uh, but I can't remember any long balls in the whole game. Well, you know, maybe maybe, maybe long balls in the in a pure sense of the form where it's just hit and hope, but you know, there were certainly good through balls, you know. I suppose a, a purposeful long ball is a through ball, really, isn't it? Um, Benny Lafferty, common a poor footballer, so indecisive. Benny, we did well. I don't know if he was always a poor footballer, but yeah, he he's struggling. He's uh, really, really struggling. Calm was thirty four this year. He's he's had what would have been a career ending injury a few years ago. Yep, and I, I think that finished him um, in terms of being, of going to a tippy-top club yeah. at the worst possible time. Yeah. Martin, with his picture of Alex Ferguson. Uh, <laughs> how are you, lads? Just landed. Dublin Airport, a joke. Great to see you, Nick. And thanks to all the Ireland fans who mentioned the podcast and gave us feedback. Great trip. I don't want to say hello to me, uh, Martin. That's that's quite hurtful. Um, I did actually tell him, didn't I? I said, get to the airport, give yourself three hours. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm in fast track. And then he was like, shit. <laughs> you, have to give, you have to give a shout out to Skipper as well. Don't forget that. Skipper, yep, if you're watching, thanks very much. Um, came up and said hello. Um, always please say hello and offer me money. Um, in the Ro- 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 Rover's fan, though. I always keep my head down. You were, you were a we were, as you explained, we were actually, this was around Irish town, and um, we, you were explaining that it was actually, that's the original place where Rovers came from, so. Bit of and, Shell, and Shell's were only down the road, really, as well, yeah. yeah. 
Brendan Keaton, um, Brown, uh, uh, Brown and Cullen must be first on the team sheet. Great pairing. Um, no. Well, Cullen, yeah, I mean, he's probably the first no. on the sheet. <laughs> Brown, 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 no, Brown. As I said, Brown is an impact sub. Absolutely, he gets into goal scoring positions over ninety minutes. No, can't do the basics. Yeah. Darren O'Connell, uh, he got that lanyard for one game. I don't. Oh, sorry, done a meeting, kept it on. Also, so not a feeling. Absolutely. Um, Steve Mack, you are spot on. Uh, Ori Kenny's ability to inspire the players. Uh, he brings added value to his players. Well, that's coaching. You know, it, it is the art of coaching. And when you have, see, international football, and I keep saying this, has moved on from just sort of getting an out of, you know, out of touch manager and paying him a few bob and it's a handy part time job. You know, and I, I love Jack Charlton, but he wanted the Ireland job because it was a part time job. Yeah. You know, and he he felt fallen out of love with football with Sheffield Wednesday in Newcastle. He walked out of Newcastle job in '85, and he just kind of had enough of it. And then you know the Ireland job, he was off fly fishing, wasn't he? And he just wanted it. It was a handy gig. And of this, course, this job is everything to Stephen Kenny. It wasn't yeah. everything to Travis Only. It wasn't any everything to Michael O'Neill or Martin O'Neill. No. Sorry, wrong O'Neill. He, it was everything to Mick, but Mick Mick was past it at that stage. Yeah, and, and clearly the past it at that stage. Mick showed a passion for it because he took a massive pay cut from Millwall and company yeah. car and all that. And as well, you know, for Stephen Kenny, he's won the lottery here. But, you know, it wouldn't just be Stephen Kenny, it'd be any, like, really good coach. It's, international football is all about coaching and it's all about levels and every level playing the same football, which we're finally starting to do. So it, it is wonderful. Um, Daryl O'Connell, would you like to see Conor Rowan start against Lithuania? What do you reckon? I would. I yeah. certainly would. Because love to. Love to. In, in that position yeah. where Knight played yesterday and then Knight in for Hendricky. Ronan might need me in the match day squad. That's my big fear. Sykes, Sykes, I think we'll get a we'll get a twist on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think Ronan, don't think Ronan's going to be in the match day squad somehow. I hope I'm wrong though. Well, we'll find out. Uh, Daryl again. Um, love these comments, Daryl. Keep them coming in, guys. Uh, haha, I still have my yellow Viva lanyard. It's good. Said it's all right. Uh, yeah, you are a hit at all the parties. I had to fight the women off last night. <laughs> had to fight Kenny off. You know, or Kenneth off me last night. Uh, John Daly at the match last night, regardless of the so-called B team played, they were playing to impress the management. Gave all. That's a that's certainly a take to taking that. John, mm-hmm. um, Ireland kept fighting, which is a plus plus. Uh, we need to find some solutions in the back. As I hate saying it, Coma might have to take a back seat. I we've been we won't go through it again because we've gone through it a lot. But I totally agree with you there, John. Calm again. My mum is watching with me. She doesn't know Sky Sports, uh, and she thought Clinton Morrison was a good addition to the counter. At, the dower contribution from Big Mick. Um, yeah, I didn't see that. I, I did hear a lot of people giving out about the Sky Sports presentation. I think because England were on at the same time and probably the usual 30 seconds build up and then straight into it. Um, I, I think I, I did hear that Mick was complimentary. If any of you guys, by the way, out there watching this, I because we were at it, I didn't see it. Um, so I heard he was complimentary, as he should be, you know? Yeah. You know, Mick had always says that he never had an issue with Stephen Kenny. He's a gentleman, Mick. Like I mean, he's oh, yeah. he's yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna hold grudges for something that was outside of his control. It's not Ken. If if he had any issues, and maybe he didn't, it's not Stephen Kenny that he's got the issue with. I don't think. No, <laughs> not, not not that there was an issue, by the way. We're gonna talk about very close to that in a second. And Stephen Ring, I'd love to see Ryan Manning get a start Tuesday. I don't. Yeah, I, I he just doesn't seem to. He did come on. Obviously, I think he came on very late, didn't he? Like the eighty fifth minute. Um, poor when he poor when he came on now. But, but but look, I think like the, McLean's gonna get a gonna get a run on Tuesday, isn't he? To to up his caps, yeah. Um, Manning, yeah. I mean, 
we've no options there, do we? Apart from Manning, unless you put Doherty in there and I don't know, you put Seamus right wing back, which isn't gonna happen. So yeah, I'm Manning Manning should start on Tuesday, really. Um he's never really had a good run for us, Manning. He played against Qatar, didn't he? And he he, he, he wasn't really up to much, but no, he, no. he he's having a good season with he's actually playing as a center half for, for Swansea, like a left center half. But he does go into into left wing back as well. I mean, he used to be a number number ten, wasn't he? Like he was an attacking midfielder. Very all round, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So let is Daryl Cobb. Just one more comment on the match. Although you know, keep them coming. But we're going to change topic, and we, we will still read them out, folks. Please keep your comments coming in. Daryl Connor was really was a match for Corkman, though. Abu Jenny Brown and how good was John Egan? As Nick said earlier on, he was all over the place. He was, he was outrageous. Egan was outrageous yesterday. Yeah, and we like we've been... center half, and he was all over the pitch. And we, we've been critical of him uh, in previous ones, but you know, he's mm. like Jeff, he was excellent. I thought just up through the team here, you know, uh, again, he was fantastic. Jeff was good, McLean Doherty, I thought was was very good. He was quite useful. Um, Coleman, probably our worst player on the pitch. Uh, Duff, Duffy, typical Duffy, uh, although he that was a poor ball he gave by Egan, excellent. Cullen, Cullen, very good, um, as I said, but he did look like he got bullied. And they had certainly done their homework in him. Yeah, Callum, Callum Robinson got a bit bullied as well, didn't he? I think he he's, did. I think he's. I think he struggles as centre forward. That little turn, though, I don't yeah. know if you remember the turn. Turn in the second half, um, the turn and shot like it was excellent. You know, so yeah. off the left, off the left is his best position, I think. Okay, right. So we'll wrap the game up there. Now we're going to talk, and I want to hear your comments on this. Um, we're going to talk Robbie Keane. He is back in the news again about his contract and this is a touchy subject for a lot of things but let's hear your comments i want to hear what you think about this so basically um so here we are so keen demands an apology from finnegan so michael carragy who's like a a um a spokesperson for the Finnegal, he's a senator and he's for the Finnegal um sports people or whatever like i don't i don't really know what his title is never heard of him before either I'm, i don't mean to sound um, uh, horrible towards him, but anyway, but he called on Robbie Keane to pay back. I think it was five hundred thousand euros of his contract. So he signed a four-year contract. Robbie Keane did two hundred fifty grand a year. It was given to him uh, by John Delaney. It wasn't signed off until Delaney left. I read somewhere in the Irish Times today. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. And basically. It was alleged that he was going to learn the ropes from Mick, and then Mick was gonna, um, when Mick stepped down after the Euros, it was going to be, be between uh, Stephen Kenny, who was going to be made under 21s manager, and Robert Keane to fight it out um, for the main job, for the Ireland manager's job. But then Stephen Kenny dug his heels and said, No, I will only take the job if you make me um, senior manager after the, the thing. and uh john delaney acquiesced and basically um you know robbie Keane. i don't really i love robbie Keane as a player i don't really know what his job was with the irish football team i thought he was like david beckham a little bit he he was a coach but i mean terry connor was um was the coach he's the assistant manager as he always is with mick mccarthy so i'm not sure what went on there but anyway he was deemed surplus to requirements by steve kenny he was every right to pick his backroom staff and basically he picked off over Robbie Keane. And I'm not sure what the conversations were, but Robbie Keane remained on the contract without doing a single bit of work for the FAI at 250 grand a piece. And I think 
he was rumored yesterday to be at ibrox so he was going to be a pair at ibrox i don't know if he did or not only so many hours in a day to research this sort of stuff um in the 150th anniversary or 120th anniversary of, of rangers or whatever it was uh, in, a, in a celtic legends game and this thing keeps wearing its ugly head nick really and people i don't think they're really split on it i think it's probably 90 or maybe 80 20 in favor of robbie we loved you as a player but you don't need the money that we're aware of the fai are in serious shit. they've had to make tons of redundancies to level up the books and you're claiming 250 grand a year and you're not doing anything would you not just do the honorable thing and say do you know what i'm not happy about this i am legally required to collect my contract he's doing nothing wrong by the way um but walk away bask in the goodwill and say i'm doing this for irish football i'm not happy about it but we'll have that conversation later down the line etc 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 um and anyway and he had michael carrickie come out and say that he should repay some of that money because it's taxpayers money so now he's demanding an apology uh keen's uh, solicitors are on the case now just for the record it's not exactly taxpayers money i mean it's not i, I was listening to karen cunningham on today fm and he he said like you know it's not the taxpayers are writing a check and go there you go robbie you know but it is the fai is being propped up by the taxpayer so this is coming in is for you, Nick, where does Robbie Keane's legacy stand? He's our top goal scorer, top um, top player in terms of uh, of caps. Yeah, is his reputation um, a flaming wreck right now? Look, firstly, can I say the sooner his contract runs up, the better, because all this stuff will hopefully be put to bed. And and I that article came out i didn't like this the article came out on the 19th anniversary of his father's death i thought it was very ill-advised no, it's poor. Um, yeah, it was that. very very ill-advised um very very poor timing for, for that article um robbie doesn't robbie doesn't owe any apology he's john delaney owes the apology um <laughs> i mean look look at the Many end of apologies. the day at the end of the day Robbie Keane asked for this job. He was given it. I don't know who negotiated the contract or the wage, but I mean, it, it, it's it's an outrageous amount of money to pay an inexperienced assistant coach when you probably got Anthony Barry for a fraction of that price. So I think that all puts it into context. Yeah, I'd imagine he has financial advisors and people who are saying, look, you're, you're con- contractually... Um, didn't say that properly, but you're 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 obliged to take that as you, as you said, David. It's obliged to collect that wage unless he, he tears he's done up, nothing uh, wrong. Yeah. The FBI contract. Wrong. In, in in terms of his legacy, sorry, come back to the, the initial question though. In terms yeah. of his legacy, hmm. you, it's very hard to know what to judge it off. You're, if you're to judge it off what you see on Twitter and what you see on social media, it is damaging his reputation. It it, it is damaging his reputation. Nothing can take away from what he did for Ireland um, on the pitch. But even when he was assistant manager, you know, there was, there was a lot of people unhappy with the, with the nature in which he got the job. The fact he asked for it and the fact that Mick actually obliged him and John Delaney obliged him. Um, I, I, I don't think that did, did a, a huge amount of good. And, you know, I suppose people were questioning what, what is he doing? I mean, there's all these, you, you, we've heard people and we've seen things of people saying, Oh, he's, 
drinking a coffee on the training pitch and he's having a kick about with the lads and all this kind of thing. But I mean, like you, you don't see, you don't see every minute of training, do you? Like that could be a snippet when they're walking onto the pitch or when they're walking off the pitch and someone could have mm. handed them that. So, so you don't know, but, the, but, but since he, since he's come back into the Ireland fold in a different capacity, um, I don't think anyone has been overly inspired. Um, is it damaging the reputation? It, it will for the simple answer is it will for some and it won't for others. Uh, but John, think, John, John, John Delaney has more to answer for than Robbie Keane in this whole situation. Would you say though that it's more people find it more damaging than don't? Because I, 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 anytime I put, I've written several articles about this, I'll tell you where I yeah. stand on it, Nick. You know, I'm not going to put you, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but we're supposed to be impartial sometimes, but then sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll give my opinion on something. My opinion is he should have just walked away. He should have turned around unless he is in financial trouble that we don't know about. And that's not my business and no one else is really. And if he was, I don't think I'd. Yeah, it's, it's none of our business. However, um, without knowing that, I don't know why he doesn't just go and bask in the goodwill. And because, you know, that sort of stuff would come back at you. Now, Daryl uh, Connor, uh, Connor's made a comment there. I mean, if the FBI gave Keane a contract and couldn't find a role for him at the McCarthy going, that's on them. I do agree to Daryl. I, I, I do. Um, we're getting a, another. That, so, sorry, actually, that, that, that's actually an interesting point, and that's something that I, I had mm. in my mind earlier to say, but I didn't. There was an article. Now I don't have the source in front of me, so I can't. I can't quote who it's from. But when it became evidential that Robbie Keane wasn't going to come back into the Ireland fall when Mick McCarthy had left, there was a quote in a mainstream article that said something along the lines of that, that Keane was very frustrated that um, it was taking so long for a role to be established for him. That that mm. was somewhere. Now, as I said, I don't have the source in front of me, so I don't want to say who it was from, but it was it was one of the bigger mainstream um, outlets. And and it did say that he was frustrated. And the FBI uh, that, that Robbie Keane was frustrated. Yeah. And, and see, I, I, I think the whole silence, uh, the cone of silence that they put this whole thing under... Yeah. I think it's more damaging. I, I, if there is something where Jonathan Hills obviously looked at, he's a CEO, and he said, right, I've apologised the way that the association has handled this. Now, I've no yeah. doubt that at the time, that the, you know, the association was in a state of flux. Excuse me. And even if it wasn't in a state of flux, it probably just would handle piss poorly anyway at the time. And, you know, and I, I, I'm not having to go with the FEI now. This is the old FEI. And I just... I know you're saying that, you know, maybe they, they came up with, you know, he's very frustrated. I ha also heard another report that he had a row with Niall Quinn. Um, but I just want to go back to Daryl O'Connor one there. I mean, he couldn't find out that that is on them. Yes. But I think it's also, there's a moral ob obligation for Irish football when you have coaches and you have office staff and people that, you know, good ordinary people who work paycheck to paycheck rely on this and they're being made redundant because of some idiot. Some of the, the best, charge. some, some of John the best Laney, people, some, some of the best people in the FAI. Yeah. Aren't, aren't there anymore. Look at Noel Mooney. Noel Mooney was made uh, redundant, mm. wasn't he? Or, or he, he was, he was yeah. years ago because of, because of the amount yeah. of money. Look at the amount of money John Delaney was on. Um, like with that, I mean, if, if you look at roles, if we're, if we were to talk about Robbie Keane and roles that he could have done, and, and it's almost becoming irrelevant, isn't it? Cause he's only in this contract for another couple of months, but Keane is on this um, UEFA executive, you know, this uh, analytic board or whatever. Like, if you look at the job that Frank Stapleton did for years and years and years, scouting, um, scouting the opposition, scouting players, scouting Irish eligible players, maybe in the UK or further afield who, who qualify for us. 
they could have given Robbie a very, very detailed portfolio there where they could have said, look, you need to do um, you know, a full package on, on all of the opposition. Maybe send them off with someone, do a full um, analysis and a breakdown. Um, and then maybe go go to the UK, meet with lads. What what Mick O'Toole used to do, you know, meet meet with lads that might be I know people have issues with the granny rule, but look, there there are Irish there are people of Irish descent in the UK and further afield. So get okay. over it. So get over it. So he could he could have gone and, and met the likes of them and maybe endeared them and and I suppose it's, sold there's a whole host sold of it to them. There's yeah. a whole host of things he could have done. I don't, for but, me personally... But what, just, but what justifies that wage? Even being an assistant manager doesn't justify that wage. But, but I mean, like, it was the same, wasn't it? And yet again, this and Kieran Cunningham, you know, we seem to always pay over the odds. Marco Tardelli, Bobby Robson, yeah. great, late, great Bobby Robson. But, you know, we always kind of paid well over the odds for these guys. Yeah. Roy Keane, for example, had his own press conference. You know, you know, it was always kind of weird. Um, Just going to go through some comments here. John uh, Daly, it's very true. Yes, Robbie, do the moral thing and keep the fans at home on your side. Fans don't forget, but remember, Cherry would bear fruit of that. We as fans don't blame you. It's a business thing we know. In long term, this might fire back. The, what I would say, like yeah. we, we we said on the show about a year ago that, didn't we say, wouldn't it be great if he bought a couple of um, corporate boxes for healthcare workers? And a couple of months ago, didn't he donate a lot of money to the, the matter private? Mm. So... I'm sure that's come from that. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know the circumstances, but I'm sure that I'm sure a lot of that money is going to somewhere morally good. So even though we're talking about morals and the morals of stepping yeah, away. But it, but, but, it, is that a reaction? You know, from, because, because, of the because, backlash because and, we, because we said it. <laughs> no, 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 not just because, I mean, us, as very charitable guy, as far as I know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. Like, yeah, Rob, Rob, Robbie's a lovely guy, and he is a classy guy. I'm actually quite, which has probably shocked me a little bit about this. From what I know of Robbie Keane, that this he would this sort of situation would go on. But anyway, so Martin, a uh, big fan of mine. Uh, Robbie is our <laughs> top goal scorer. Most capped FAI celebrated 100 years yesterday, and he was not there, as he probably knows he would not have got a great welcome. Robbie, football legend, should be beyond reproach. Sad he was not there, really. He's entitled to get paid up contractually. Uh, they should have sorted this, but it is damaging his legacy. Embarrassing the silence, respecting Robbie and apologizing to him. And can I can I just say on that, and not, not because obviously Martin's on with us, but like Martin is a, you know, true to her fan. Like he is, Martin, Martin epitomizes a, a proper Ireland fan. So hearing that from Martin... Not just because oh, he's our buddy. Love in uh, the Paris, aren't you? Uh, we had a bit of bond, we had a bit of bonding time yesterday. You see, but yeah, I bet you did. But but I mean the the fact that someone like Martin is is saying that it, it it I'm not saying it's representative of the entirety of of the Ireland fan base, but that that is a proper Ireland fan there, and that's his view in it. So that 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 says a lot, I think. That that that'd be my view, to be fair. You know, yeah. I love you too, Martin. Um, and we have another <laughs> um flip. Uh, we have another side to that, and that's it. You know, we want to hear all. We want to hear your opinions on this. Uh, Steve Mack, I think this time next year, people won't even remember this. If it's hurt his reputation, it's only temporary. That being said, he could have enhanced his rep by giving some of it back. He should have enhanced his rep, in my opinion, Steve. Uh, but I do think people will remember this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long time for, to forget if, if as yeah. I said, people are losing their jobs in the FAI and, and grassroots are suffering. And I know people give out about the term grassroots, but that is the area that needs the most money. And, and, and they're not getting that. 
Nope. Stephen Ring, uh, didn't Lee Carsley offer to do what Nick was saying for the FAI, scanning Irish eligible players in the UK, but the FAI said no. That probably I think it was, was coaching. Yeah, I think it was more a coaching role. Um, there, there was a rumour, and it turned out to be completely false, that Carsley was part of a task force in the English oh. FA that was meant to stem the flow of English players playing for other countries. So like Wilfred Zaha, for example, went to play for the Ivory Coast, and, and they kind of said, look, Carsley was in there doing that for, for England, but he wasn't. He wasn't at all. Turns out that was absolute nonsense. No, I, d- I don't know. I, I think it was more a coaching role that he, he'd he offered. And there was a lot of good people who offered their services. Kevin Grogan, uh, who we had in the show um, in January, uh, he, he's involved with a company called Rezzle. They're, they basically uh, develop uh, virtual reality training. For, for football and I know that I don't know if he offered I don't think he offered his services to the FAI but he's certainly been in in contact with them and, and advised them on things but he, he's never been given a twist of them I so mean, it's just it's interesting it's interesting yeah you know some people just get an idea in their head and you but, but Carsley was approached by Stephen Kenny to to replace Damien Duff and he, he turned it down Oh, so that so, so, so that's goals. another that's another angle to look yeah. at. He was meant to come in instead of Anthony Barry. That that was publicised. Oh, yeah, I wasn't wasn't aware of that, and I should. Right, so let's move on. We're going to wrap up the show. Um, it's been really good, actually. Really enjoying and loving your comments coming in, guys. Just a couple of things. So this morning, uh, obviously, we'll be. Oh, by the way, we will be back um, again for the next game Tuesday. Obviously, against Lithuania, back in the meet in the press box. So we'll we'll be doing a little. Uh, pre-game uh, foreplay, as we say, uh, oh, yeah, when, we get, who, who are, when we get the game, uh, when we get the team sheets in. Um, it'll be a bit longer this time. We were just kind of testing the waters because, um, you know, Wi-Fi and stuff and the sound would have worked out, so it'll be a, a lot, lot more detailed um, on Tuesday. So I cannot wait for that. But I'll tell you what, though, Nick, um, since I'm only out for 24 hours, when I land in Dublin... Uh, Tuesday morning, I might not even go to the match. I might just get off the plane at arrivals and go straight to departures because that might be the only way I'll get on the fucking plane. Yeah, I just I have to say, right? I got there for four thirty in the morning, okay. And my mate Jay, uh, Jay it's a lion, lion for you, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I had like a fifteen minute sleep. I was just just trying to recharge. I was so tired, and uh, he goes, "Yeah, it'd be fine." So literally, got a taxi. From his place in Port Marnock, which is fifteen minute drive, twenty one quid for the taxi. Um, you know, lovely taxi driver. By the way, I didn't catch his name. I did tell him to to get the um, uh, to get on the podcast. So if you are watching, uh, thanks for that. Lovely fella, actually, and he made the journey. It was a brief journey, but it was an enjoyable. one. I was so tired, but like twenty one fucking quid for a taxi. Um, you just forget how expensive Ireland is. Yeah, not saying that that's his fault. Of course, that's just the rate that's set. And then I got there. I thought, oh, I'll get a paper and I'll get a coffee and I'll chill out. You know, maybe do a bit of work on the laptop. And the fucking queue, right? And if you, if any, anyone watching this experience this, please give us a shout. But I'll show you a picture here, right? That's me in the queue. Now, if you look into it, you see where the screens are. Yeah. That's the bag drop off. Yeah. So that was the queue to get into the queue for uh, to put your um, your passes through the check gate. And then to get into security at Dublin Airport. Yeah. It was a fucking joke. And I was like, what's going on here? Now, I got a thing telling me, get there for, get there. My, my flight was at half six this morning, a Ryanair flight. <clears throat> and I was told to get there for half four. But then I received a text saying, no, you need to get there three and a half hours. 
which I only saw when I got there. <laughs> it's like three and a half hours for a 50 minute flight. I'm going to London, you know, I'm not going to fucking New York. And it, it was just, it was a farce. And Dublin Airport, uh, the managers there, um, you should hang your, your head in shame, is embarrassing um, to go there. And I had this lovely American couple next to me. And I, I they missed their flight. It, unless they had a transporter or teleportation device, there was no way they were getting to their flight. And yeah. they couldn't. I just thought it was embarrassing. You had four gates, nine to 12. Um, nobody on it. They've no, they've all, clearly no staff, and I think they're a fucking joke. And he actually, no, went, they've, they've no staff, they laid off a lot of people. A lot yeah. of those people probably felt, well, I'm gonna make more money doing an easier job. Why would I bother? Yeah, um, I mean, it it's embarrassing. It's it's the, the country's in some mess at the moment, really. And and I mean, imagine being a tourist or being someone abroad and coming through Dublin. I mean, the country, the country's a mess. All right, different argument, though. I know we're moving away from football, yeah, but, no, yeah, no, we won't. Absolutely, absolutely mess, absolutely but, mess. If you are coming over um, for the game from anywhere, uh, for the game uh, for a couple of hours, do when you're going back to Dublin Airport, because I, I, someone said to me, like, why would anybody be be flying out from where, you know? Um, and I was like, you do realise a lot of people fly in, like I fly in from London, Martin flies from London, like Irish people don't just stay in Ireland. <laughs> We're all over the place. So if you are one of those people and you need to use Dublin Airport, if you're flying in to Dublin Airport and flying out, for the love of God, arrive three, three and a half hours before your flight. I'm not even going to sleep. I'm just going to go straight from the stadium and go to the airport because I can't have that. I can't have that stress going again because I personally could not. I didn't want to be paying 250 quid for a flight back because I'm at work in the morning. Just, just outrageous, really embarrassing. So just honestly, don't think it'll be grand as first thing in the morning get there three, three and a half hours. Martin was lucky to get his flight. I was lucky to get my flight. Um, you know, so don't don't make that mistake. Um, another thing I want to mention is for the Armenia game. If another bit of travel advice, anyone watching this, and please, please, please take this. Don't use skyscanner.com because they put you onto two companies. Go to gate, well, three companies. Go to gate.com and kayak.com. And I think the other one is um, kiwi.com. I haven't used kayak.com, right? Go to gate. So Ryanair contacted me. So part of my journey to Armenia was to go through the Ukraine. <laughs> so, yeah, that isn't happening. So Ryanair said, there you go. Uh, your flight's cancelled. Get your money. So I tapped on the thing. Get my refund. Bosh. So we've, we've sent it to your wallet. They sent it to go to gate.com's wallet, right? So I got to go to Gate. So listen, they've contacted me and they've turned around and said, you know, we've given your money back. So can I have my money back, please? And they were like, no, we haven't received it. So I sent them a copy of the email. And then anyway, this is going back and forth. And then they said, oh yes, we'll process your a we'll process your cancellation um and we'll refund your money after the 50 pounds, 55 pounds um refund or a cancellation fee. Like, what cancellation fee? I the flights are cancelled because it's a fucking war zone. <laughs> so anyway, don't use Skyscanner, don't use GoToGate, don't use Kite.com. Um, I've done my money. I'm probably about three hundred quid out of the pocket. I try to get a cheap deal. That's on me. So I, I will not want that to happen to anyone else because you know I know some people out there will use that. To, so avoid GoToGate.com. I'm actually gonna probably call this the NoToGate.com. Uh, podcast for a few weeks just to get back. No, I'm sorry. I I I fucking hate 
thieves. Do you know, it, it, there's no need for it. Like life is hard enough and you're, you're taking people's money from them. You know, it, it's it's a painful lesson I've learned and I don't want anyone else to learn. So avoid gotogate.com uh, like the plague. I'm just going to read out some of the last couple of comments there, Nick. Now I finished my uh, my rant. Uh, John Daly. See ya at Tuesday game. I had a season ticket in the family stand and the years that passed now my son has his own as I do. Apart from traveling to Korea, he came to Poland. France with with me. France was his 21st um, birthday. Uh, was a memorable occasion and Italy game. The embrace I got from this young man. I'll never be forgotten. Keep it the go board last. Thank you. Oh, John, that's a really nice story. And, and um, you know, that, that's what it's all about. Those lovely special moments. Um, Daryl didn't know about Skyscanner. Sky scammer, as I call it. Um, I was looking for at it for him away, away, funnily enough. Uh, yeah, Daryl, I did it, and I'm now 300 quid out of pocket. And uh, yeah, avoid like the play. Go with Expedia. Um, I've never had an issue with them. Now, to be fair, I hadn't travelled for about three years, so it has kind of changed. Also, another thing they do, if you're booking it and you're putting in your details, I was putting in my security code, and it popped up. Oh, it's now 60 quid more. So um you, <laughs> you uh steven ring sounds like john delaney got a new job as ceo of go to gate.com <laughs> amazing uh daryl Khan. anyway lads enjoy the game of cheese they should win comfortably enough uh clash shows always and see you on the next one and thank we you, will see thank you daryl and we will see you on the next one tuesday we're going to do a pre um pre-game foreplay I'm going to trade that, uh, trademark that one. And we'll do a post-show as well for about 30 minutes until they get dragged out of the Aviva Nansen Road. And then we'll probably do a post-show game as well, Nick, if uh, you're up for that. Similar yeah. Experiences. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah. We'll have a post-match discussion on the Wednesday, if I'm still not queuing in Dublin Airport. <laughs> anyway, lads, thank you very much. Um, very much appreciated. You guys are amazing out there. Thank you for supporting um the podcast thank you for your kind words and your bad ones as well we don't care what we are thick-skinned and uh we'll see you on tuesday for lithuania